can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Welcome to season two of the podcast. I can't believe it's already been that long. And as you may have noticed, we have some new things going on around here, specifically a new name. And honestly, it's one that feels way more authentic to who I am. It's more authentic to what I find endlessly interesting and really what I want to spend more of my time and my work doing. And that is helping new leaders step into the leadership role and really have a place to turn when you have the, oh shit, I'm the boss moments, which is essentially the moment when you realize you're the adult in the room. And I talk to so many founders and entrepreneurs and even myself, like we all are like, oh shit, I have to do that, right? And so that is what this podcast is all about. And to kick off our new season and new branding, we're going to get into a back to the basics series so that, and it's really meant for you to take a step back and make sure you have the infrastructure right, the thought right in your business, specifically as it relates to teams. Doing this is going to make sure you're set up to actually be impactful when you finally do hire that team. So many of us run into scaling our team just to get work off of our plate and free up bandwidth. You're, you're so busy. You're like, I just need someone to do this. And you don't really put time into thinking about some of the basics that you want to have in place to make sure everyone is rowing in the same and correct direction. And this five episode series will help you take a beat, think through some of the crucial things that you really need to have a healthy organization because Truly, the health of your organization trumps everything. And you not spending time on or spending time on this early is going to save you so much time, energy, and headache. So over the next five episodes, you're gonna learn how to establish your mission and core values, how to share your vision and strategy with your team, how to run effective meetings so you actually get shit done how to do a quick compliance checklist to make sure you're doing things right and legally, and what to look at financially to know you're ready to start to grow a team. So let's dig into the first one, how to establish your mission and core values. We're going to talk about why they're important, tips for how to create them, and how to use them with your team. So I recently read, well, actually, I listened to while I was doing heavy training running, um, which I got to say is something I never thought I'd do, listen to books about organizational culture while running, but hey, here we are. Anyways, the book is The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. Honestly, I think every business owner should read this book. 
definitely one of my top five, along with the hard thing about hard things. Um, the Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. So a lot of the stuff that I cover in here is actually going to be stuff I learned in that book, as well as some things that I've um, picked up from, you know, traction, which I think lots of small business owners follow. Um, and then just some of my best practices along the way, because quite honestly, I feel like a lot of the books that are written that you read are really, you listen to them and you're like, okay, that's great for when I'm a team of 50 or when I have that executive team. And it can sometimes be hard to pare down into what is actually helpful for you and your business as a small business owner. And so that is really what I, that that's, that's what I do. You know, that's what I love. So let's dive in. First, a mission statement is truly just a concise explanation of why you exist. Why does your business exist? The reason you're around your overall purpose intention. It should inform your business's identity to the public and play a role in your internal strategy and direction. This is actually, the mission is actually more important for your internal team members, to be honest. However, externally clients and potential clients are going to see it. Um, your team, the point of a mission is that your team should look at it to help guide decision-making, help inform how they behave and the different decisions that they make. Um, mission statements are essential for really three big reasons. One, we already mentioned to communicate to employees what the purpose of their work is. Like if you think about it, everybody at every level of your company or any, really any position, they want to know that their work matters and that it ties into something that is doing something good in the world, right? They want it to tie into something aspirational. So your mission statement helps this. The second reason why it's an, it's a really essential is it helps unify your leadership team in the direction of the company. A company mission is critical to really effectively planning your business strategies, you know, making product decisions, deciding to offer new services, deciding to stop services, make new new stuff, um, enter new markets. Your mission plays a role in that. And then the third, which truly is the most important, is it's used in your employer branding. Being clear on your mission will help attract the right people who are drawn to the mission. And a lot of times, mission statements, you know, if done correctly, they will repel people who are not a good fit for your team. And they will attract the right ones who are excited about the mission. So it's critical you do this. And a lot of times, but not every time, the mission statement can really help to become a part of your marketing and advertising externally, which could grab the attention of clients or potential clients, um, you know, and it could attract clients and new business and the right business, um, the right clients, I should say. So those are the three reasons why it really is so important. Important. It helps people find purpose in their work. It helps unify everybody in the right direction. It helps pretty much give like a North star to when you're making big business decisions and it is your employer branding. It's like the heart of it. So those are so critical. There's some studies that I think are super interesting. Um, co employees committed to a, a company's mission statement experience higher productivity levels and engagement. According to research, um, their employees are also 54% more likely to stay for at least five years at a company which obviously impacts so many things, but reduces turnover costs, uh, you know, helps with culture, 
all of that stuff. And further, the, the employees are 30% more likely to become top performers than those who are, who are, the employees who are committed to the mission statement are 30% more likely to become top performers than those who don't give a shit. Um, so it's so critical you have one and then you hire for it. Um, so when, when developing a mission statement, you really want to think of different audiences, clients or customers, internal team members, and potential invest investors. But I really believe you should only think about the internal team members. Um, you know, you can think about the others, but I think internal team trumps everything. It, you know, it, it really, really matters. Um, and a good mission statement I mean, it's really, it's simple, but it's not, right? It It's the purpose of your organization and it usually answers what your business does, who it does it for, and how your business does what it does. It should be no more than one or two sentences. It should be simple. And the biggest thing is it should be easily memorized by your employees and by you. So that, so it can't be super long and it can't be generic. It needs to be detailed and very simple. So we're going to talk now about a way that you can, a simple way to create your mission statement um, and how to get clear on really what your company's purpose is. So what you're going to want to do, um, if it's just you, you're, you have it a little bit easier because you get to create what you want um, right now by yourself so that you start attracting the right people. If you have a few people on your team, I highly recommend you kind of get them together and make this be a team activity and ask the following questions and have everybody write them down and share. So the first question is, why do we exist? And the second question is, how do we contribute to a better world? They may seem a little fluffy, but that's really what a mission statement is, right? You, and if you look anywhere, you'll see more and more and more and more and more employees want to work for a mission-driven company. So really think about this. Why do we exist? And how do we contribute to a better world? So you, you and a few of your team members are probably going to come up with something very lengthy and maybe doesn't get to the true root of why you exist. So once you got, once you go through it all, read them together, write, maybe combine them all if you have more than one person into one reason and then do what is known as the five whys exercise. A five why is very much used in problem solving in Six Sigma, which by the way, I'm a Six Sigma yellow belt. Makes me feel super cool. Um, but you're gonna use the five whys. And so it's really, it's used in problem solving to get to the root cause of something operationally, but it seriously could be amazing here. So simply review what you wrote and ask yourself, why is this so? Or why do we do this? Or why is this true? Whatever question makes sense based on what you wrote, you're basically you're basically gonna want, want to ask yourself why. And then rewrite what comes up into something new. And usually after you do this about five times, you actually get to the root purpose um, or the, the true problem. Sometimes it can take less, sometimes more, but aim for five times and I bet you'll find that you get to the root purpose of why you exist. So that then informs your mission, right? Why do you exist? And then you can write a mission statement from that. I want to go over a little bit of, of about what makes mistakes companies make when they create mission statements. 
One is filling it with trendy buzzwords or business jargon. You should be able to read it once and have it and like memorize it. So don't fill it with a bunch of trendy words or just generic words or like random business jargon. Like we care about our employees or honesty and integrity is what we're about. Boring. Um, The second mistake is really just like make sure you read it and maybe even run it by a copywriter. This ensures there's no grammatical errors and it also makes sure it's written as concisely and deep, like to the point as possible. And then make sure it's only two lines and make sure it's not super unrealistic or unattainable. You want it to be something that employees feel like can actually happen or they can aspire to be and not just this like super unrealistic thing that they think is never going to happen because it can kind of have a negative impact on employee morale. So that's everything about creating a mission statement. And it's so critical you do that because the mission statement will work tandemly with core values and it plays a major role in creating the culture um, and alongside of your core values. So both shape the culture, but mostly they shape the behaviors and shared goals of your employees every day. Um, Core values differ a little bit from the mission statement in that they create a common language and a set of principles that guide decision-making and how your team members behave and act while at work. Like how are they while they're doing their work? How are they when they are working with one another? How are they when they're making tough decisions? How are they when they have a bad day? How are they when things are stressful and things are not going great, right? You get my point, but core values help you make sure that they're acting um, and everybody is like committed to these 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 ways of being, I guess, is a, is a great way to put that. So when you're ready to create your core values, you're going to start out in a kind of a similar process to when you created your mission. You're going to start by answering the question, how do we behave? This is where you're defining the types of behaviors and actions your company will stand for and what you will allow in your culture. So to quote Patrick in his book, The Advantage, If an organization is tolerant of everything, it will stand for nothing. Oof. So get clear on what you'll stand for. You really need these guiding principles, and that's really what core values are, um, guiding principles that your team looks to um, every single day. And getting crystal clear on values will help you hire the right people. So getting into kind of why it's so important, obviously in hiring, you're going to work these core values into your job posting. And the right people just will be attracted to them, just like the mission, and the wrong people will not even apply. Um, the same will probably come true for your customers in this case, too. Um, you'll find that you'll start attracting more of your ideal customer who you enjoy working with because of your values, and the, the wrong ones are going to be like, yep, nope, don't want to work, work with them. Um, so you'll use them in recruiting. It'll help with talent attraction. It really will. And then it will also create guidelines and frameworks that you can hold your team accountable to once they've started. So if you think about it, the core values of your company, or I guess the core values define your company's personality, which then, I mean, your company's personality is what creates culture. It helps you develop and craft the culture. So you want to create two or three values, and they should be behavioral traits that already exist within your organization. I cannot repeat that enough. 
They are inherent in your culture already. They do not change over time and they have to already exist. Your core values cannot be aspirational ones. And that is the biggest mistake companies make is they think about the core values they want um, in a way that is, I don't like that my employees are not doing this, so let's make this a core value so they start doing it. It doesn't work that way. Um, You can have aspirational values, but they can't be the core values because the team isn't going to take them seriously. They they blow them off. Um, And what's great, if you're a solopreneur or only have two or three people, you have it a bit easier than a bigger company. You get to intentionally create these values and work them into everything you do as you do it. You can create those aspirational ones if you're willing to do the work to like make them come alive and help people develop um, because they're not going to happen accidentally. So you have to really look. So I guess one, if you're doing aspirational values, you got to work them into your culture. But if you're creating values as a really small company, only one or two people, they're not going to happen accidentally. Um, So you want to Every time you're making a decision, you're implementing a new process, you're creating a new like offering or service, entering a new business line, you want to look to those core values and be like, okay, who would like, how do we act based on these? Um, And you have to be willing to do that. Otherwise it's not going to work or they're not going to be as impactful as they could be. So one thing I think is really cool is, and we did this at Lumi, was we created, we had core values and they were basically the things that we are we were unwilling to teach. And I'll never forget um, one of the co-founders, Stefan, said, these are the things that we're putting a line in the sand saying, we are not willing to teach. You need to come with a mastery level of these. And as I was listening to the book, The Advantage, Patrick calls these permission to to play values. And you should really create these. And so these are weaved into your interview plans. So the core values are what you put into the world to attract people, right? And you'll interview for some of them, but the permission to play values, these are what should be weaved into your interview and hiring plans. So you're going to want to figure out what those are, I would say three to five max, and then make sure you decide where in the hiring process you're going to assess for those. Um, So these are more things like integrity or communication, or I love the one curious, you want curious people, right? Um, Those are what permission to play values really are. And so some mistakes that companies make when they're creating core values is they try to be everything to everyone. You're going to, they want to have a huge list. They want to address everything to everyone. And, and while I understand that's aspirational and and that's a goal and I commend that, it makes it impossible to use them, to use the core values in decision-making or effectively because a lot of times they end up working in opposition to one another, right? If you want to, for example, man, I'm trying to think of what an example could be. Like, let's say it's, it's, you know, you want community, you want integrity, and you also want innovation, right? Which one's more important? And, um, you know, 
would is innovate will you make different decisions that maybe are out of integrity in order to be innovative is is a kind of a poor example but the best one i got on the fly um hopefully you get what i mean um so you don't want to be everything to everyone you want to have a small list when you're creating your core values and you don't want to just create them once and never go back to them they should be top of mind whenever you're making decisions creating new plans creating annual plans quarterly reviews etc etc Um, and they should be talked about every single week. They should be talked about every day. They should always be referred to. So you should not just create them once, share them with your team and that be it and assume they know what they are. You got to keep them top of mind. Um, and that's where the power of them like really becomes unleashed. So I hope after listening to this episode, you feel more excited and really ready to get to work on creating your mission statement and some core values and feel a bit armed with some of the tools to make it happen. It doesn't have to be super this crazy exercise. It can be simple, like what we just described in this podcast. Now, I know there was a lot of a lot of meat here. And so if you check out the show notes of this episode, we actually created some downloadable worksheets to help you in doing all of the activities that we just shared. So check out the show notes, or um, if you go to People Principles, you'll see some free resources there. Um, and it's peopleprinciples.co.com. That's our parent company. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast in order to get the next episode, which is all about sharing your vision and strategy with your team so people are moving in the right direction and the same direction. Thanks for tuning in and so excited to bring you back to the basics and can't wait to hear how it goes for you. you're not driving, stop and take a moment to share this episode with someone who you thought about while listening. Share it with your team to show them you're committed to their growth. Share it with a fellow business owner in your network who you know will be moved by the message. Heck, share it with your mother, your brother, your sister, or your cousin. Your support in growing the show means the world to me.